Praise the Lord. Today we come in here to give praise unto our God in this time of the year when today is the day before Easter of the great resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for the tomb and the death and the burial and the resurrection, we would have no salvation. We would have no ability to be saved from the damnations of the flames of hell. We were all born into sin. None of us had a choice. Because Adam and Eve sinned, it passed it down through all generations of humanity. God gave Adam and Eve a choice, but yet they messed up. And now we all have to suffer for what they did. But then there came a man. There came a man with sinless blood that came for one purpose. Yes, he taught, he healed, he restored, but he came for one reason. To die on that cross to give his blood so that we can have the salvation that we have today. It makes my heart glad to know of what God has done for us. Makes my heart glad to know that I'm right with God. Not because of anything I'm doing or have done. The only thing I have done is I made that choice to come to him when he called me. But he called me first. He wooed me to himself. He drew me to him. And that's going to lead into my message this morning. And the message that I have today is called Fire and Ice. Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Your heart is wicked. My heart is wicked. In its original state. And sometimes that original state can still creep out. Even though we're baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, we can still allow that wickedness to come out. It's like it gets dormant, but yet it can wake up just like that. Because of our humanity and the nature of sin we were born into. I don't like it, and I know you don't like it. But that's why we have the blood of the Lamb. Romans 8 and 7. Because the carnal mind, the heart, is enmity against God. And our relationship to God is like fire and ice. Fire and ice are exact opposites of each other. Fire is hot and it'll burn. But while ice is also cold and freezes things to a hardened state. If it's been left in the ice for a long period of time. Before we come to God in close contact with him. Our hearts are like ice towards God. They're cold, hard, and distant from God. Just as the coldest and the hardest ice glaciers and icebergs are at great distances away from humanity. 
where we live, way up around the North Pole and in the high northern regions and way down at the South Pole. Romans 3 and 11 says, There is none that seek that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. So the Bible is saying that none of us really seek after God. If we had to start in the initial uh, seeking God, we'd never do it. But it's God that draws us to him first. But without that redemption plan of Christ, we would all be lost and never even desire to seek after God. But Jesus also said in the scriptures, in John 12 and 32, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. So there it is. We come to God from his drawing of us to himself. When Jesus was lifted up off of the earth on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection draws all men and women to himself so that he may redeem us from sin. That's what it takes. It takes that death, burial, and resurrection to redeem mankind. When fire comes in contact with ice, a transformation takes place. But not to the fire. It takes place to the ice. Fire does not change. But the ice changes as the fire comes in close contact to it. The ice begins to melt from a solid form. And is transformed into a liquid form. Which is called water. However. If the ice in the form of water comes in contact with the fire in an abundant amount, it'll put out the fire and drench the fuel that is burning for the fire. But fire, on the other hand, spreads as it burns. As long as there's fuel for the fire to consume, it's going to continue to burn. But once the fuel is diminished, the fire itself will burn out because it has nothing else to continue to burn. Ice in the solid form, frozen form, it can be penetrated. Ice can be penetrated, solid blocks of ice can be penetrated with harpoons, with drill bits, with axes, with heavy equipment among many other items. But even though the ice can be penetrated by these sharp objects, it does not change the composition of the ice. It is still ice. And these sharp objects can break up the ice from a big solid chunk into a smaller frozen chunk that can be scattered more easily. But the ice remains solid in its frozen form. No matter that you have a big block of ice and it gets chopped up by drill bits or axes, you've still got a bunch of ice. It never changed its composition. The cold, icy heart of humanity, that's us, in ice heart, in the original form, is hardened 
It's cold. And it's an enemy unto God. Because we were born into sin. The human heart is distant to the fire of God. Even though the heart is solid ice towards God, it can be penetrated. As solid ice can be penetrated. Just like I said, the, the block of ice can be penetrated. So can the hard heart in ourselves. It can be penetrated. It remains cold, hard, and icy towards God. And in many cases, the heart becomes even colder and harder after the penetrations have occurred. These penetrations are icy in the heart. But these penetrations do not come from God. Now think about it. The heart can be penetrated just like ice. But God does not penetrate the heart and break it up. These penetrations that I'm talking about comes from Satan and sin. Just as the drill bits, the axes, the harpoons, and heavy equipment can penetrate the solid ice, Satan's drill bits and other items penetrates the human heart. It shatters the hearts into many pieces. The composition of the hard heart remains solid, cold-hearted to God, calloused and vile in its very nature. I want you to see something. There's a solid block of ice. Satan penetrates our hard heart to, to God. With drugs. Alcohol. Take and drink themselves to death. 
They get out of here and commit crimes, and they get shot and killed at an early age. Men will run off and have sexual relations with another woman and mess around on his wife. But women do it too. They break up the family because that's what Satan wants to do, is to destroy humanity and destroy families. But just as Satan gets a hold of the heart because of what he does, God gets a hold of it and he softens it. He softens it. He says, come here. Come here, my child. I'll soften your heart. Give me a chance to show you what it's like to live pure, to live clean. And you'll have the heart changed into a living water. Out of the belly shall flow rivers of living water. God's good to us. God is so good to us, he gives us a chance to come to him. He's patient. He works with us. And he's all the time here calling us. Because he wants to soften up these hard hearts. He wants to make these hearts like flowing water so that he may filter through and continue to purify us. Gold and silver has to go into a fire to be purified, to burn off the sediments and the impurities that are in them. It takes more than one time for gold and silver to be purified in the fire. The fire we go through here in our lives are afflictions, trials, tribulations, tough times, but it's the fire of the Holy Ghost inside of us that continues to burn. Burning off these sediments of this stuff that we go through. And working on things inside our mind and our hearts that we may not even know is there. You don't know yourself like you think you do. I don't know myself like I think I do. We don't know what we would do if we're facing some situation. We don't. We don't know if we would turn around and, 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 and hurt somebody if something happened to our family or to ourselves. We don't know what we would do. When a desperate time hits you, you don't know what you'll do. But if you've got enough of God, he'll strengthen you to endure whatever it is. You cannot take fire and touch it. Fire is one of those things that you just, you just can't touch. You can't hold it. You can't feel it. If you tried to touch fire, it would burn you. It would burn your skin beyond repair and healing. It would disfigure you. But that's what the fire of the Holy Ghost does. It disfigures us from the evil appearance that we are in sin. Maybe not on the outside, what I'm trying to say, but on the inside, the spirit man. We're disfigured when we're born. We're disfigured in the life we live. We look like a, an ugly, grotesque monstrosity of sin to God. But when that fire starts getting in there and burns away these impurities and these disfigurements, it begins to bring forth the clean, the pure.
pure, the beauty for ashes of what the Holy Ghost does. Changing our heart from this into this. For our God is a consuming fire. And as he says, he gives beauty for ashes. You bring your ashes of your life to God. Bring your torn lives. Bring your drugs. Bring your alcohol. Bring your immorality. Bring your homosexuality. That's an abomination against God. Bring your sufferings. Bring your mind battles. Bring your emptiness. Bring your hopelessness. Bring it to God. And he will change it and transform it into something beautiful. The Bible says that the word, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We need to allow the word of God to guide our steps in life. We need to allow the word to help us. We have a daily reading chart that we do every year to read the Bible in a year. And I'll be honest, it's been hard for me over the years to do it because I've, I've had a lot of things going on and I just push it back, push it back because I don't draw to God, you know, like I, like I should or at least I haven't. But this year, I've been, I've been staying up with that chart. And I've been reading a little bit of this in the history, a little bit of this over here in the creation, a little bit of this in the Psalms. That's the way it's set up, to read a little bit of certain things every week. And I have felt the presence of God so much when I'm sitting there reading my Bible. Letting his words saturate me and guide me and lead me in my daily life. But the longer that ice stays in contact with fire, the more it will melt and turn into water. And the longer that our hearts stay in contact with God's fire of the Holy Ghost, the more it's going to melt away the iciness and the hardness of our heart toward Him. We must stay in contact with the Spirit of God at all times. So that our cold, so that this cold-hearted world, I should say, will not freeze over or harden our hearts again towards God as they once were. I didn't have no regards for God when I was out in the world. When I was playing in rock bands, I didn't have no regards for God. Now, I was raised up in church, but I wasn't living for God. I had respect for God, but I wasn't living for Him. So I really didn't regard Him, per se. But I never took the Lord's name in vain. I didn't cuss and use the words Jesus' name in vain and never that. I, I respected God. I just didn't live for Him. Because I was living my life according to the world, according to the flesh, according to the hard heart. But then that one day is when God got a hold of me. And I won't go into it today. Ice cannot change itself. If this ice was left here with nothing to affect it, it would stay as it is. 
but we have heat, air, that will melt this. And of course fire, if it was applied. But if this had no air, no heat, no sunlight, nothing to come over it, and it would stay here in this state, it would stay that way. That's what your heart does if it doesn't ever come in contact with God or his word. You just stay like this, hard-hearted to God. But I'm glad that God draws us to himself because he don't want us to leave us like that. He wants to soften up our heart so that we can be more compassionate to him, to ourselves, and to others. It's the fire of God that melts the hard, icy heart of a human. The Holy Ghost itself is pure, without sin. And as the pure fire of God melts and transforms our own heart, we're softer, humble, broken, and we're more easily to be impressed of the things of God. And then we begin to desire the things of God. Reading your Bible every day is going to help contribute to that. But just reading the Bible alone is not going to be all that you need to do. You have to pray. Your prayer life is going to go in different types of transition throughout your life. My prayer life is now not what it used to be. But if God lets us live long enough, it's not going to be then what it is now. We go through different stages and levels of prayer. But read the Bible, praying, attending church, as you folks are doing here. This is your church, singing songs unto God, praising him. It's exactly what he wants, and it's going to soften the heart. The heart starts out as a solid block of ice unto God. But when we come in contact with God's fire, the Holy Ghost, it begins to soften us to the point that we're like pliable and soft, just like water. We have things we have to do to achieve that, but it's all because God said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And all this time of the year, tomorrow, is the resurrection of our Savior out of that tomb. And we know what happened to him three days earlier on that cross. So allow God to draw you to himself. Allow him to soften your heart. Allow him to begin to burn through and just burn out the impurities of your heart so that you can be just like water, living water flowing from the belly and that he can work with that. He can't work with this. Thank you very much. God bless you all.